Hello and welcome to Sri Lanka 99.9 for Cricket Every Day. I'm Mark Machado from Maryland and I'm joined as always by Estelle Vazi Devon from The Papare. Uh, Sri Lanka 99.94 is your new home for Sri Lanka content. We're dropping into your podcast feed on YouTube or the 99.94 app several times every week. So please do rate, review, subscribe, tell all your friends that Sri Lanka 99.94 is here. Thanks for joining Cricket's conversation. Estelle, we're talking about um, Sri Lanka spinner Mihish Tikshana today and his rise to the top of the cricketing ladder because it has been absolutely rapid. Um, at the point of recording this, it's only a few days after Sri Lanka have, have ended their uh, run the T20 World Cup and I declared him as my player of the tournament for Sri Lanka. Um, he, he started his career at, say, or he came to prominence in Sri Lanka playing schoolboy cricket at St. Benedict's College in Colombo. Um, and he's not only risen and, you know, become a, a, a mainstay in the Sri Lanka side, but he's also one of the few Sri Lanka players who's, who's got an IPL contract and is pretty much um, playing in almost every franchise or in every major franchise around the world at the moment. Um, Estelle, when did you first hear about uh, Mahish Tikshana? Yeah, I gotta got say it was the LPL. I think he really kind of shot into the spotlight in that first season for Jaffna, um, where he, he was kind of the unknown quantity in that bowling attack, which also had Hasaranga. Um, that's that's the first time I got to see him. He'd of course been playing for Army SC before that, and like you mentioned, schoolboy cricket. I guess coming from Saint Benedict's College, I don't think there was too much attention on him at that point because. It's not a very big, you know, cricket cricketing school anymore. Uh, they don't have a big match. So, you know, that kind of attention isn't on St. Benedict's College. But um, he was also briefly involved in, like, the under-19 setup. So he was kind of there and thereabouts. But definitely it was, it, it was the first season of the LPL where a lot of people started talking about him. Yeah, that's where I first came across him. That, that Jaffin team he was part of was actually quite a special side, right? Um, the, the the story I heard was that he was somebody who, you know, people were talking about as a schoolboy cricketer. I th- I, did he win schoolboy cricketer of the year? He was definitely the running for it, wasn't he? Or, I don't think he I think won, he, no. Oh, okay. Um, and as you say, you know, St. Benedict's College, which I should also say is a school close to my heart because I went to St. Benedict's in Ealing um, and my school um, in London does a annual... Uh, to Sri Lanka, even though that my school is nowhere near as good as any Sri Lankan schools <laughs> at cricket, and they do go and visit them. And obviously, both schools are run by monks, so I like to think that you know I have some understanding of what um, his early life might have been. Though I should actually say that my school in London now actually isn't run by monks anymore. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the ethos is 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 quite the same, um, and you know, it, it's it's. The story I heard was that at school he was, you know, people were talking about him and people were excited about him, but people weren't really sure whether or not that would translate that. Obviously, Sri Lankan schoolboy cricket is awash with spinners who can get wickets, but that doesn't necessarily mean that when they step up and have to play against professionals or or in the first-class setup that they'll necessarily be successful. But he was... You know, someone took a chance on him. The story I heard was that it was Tessera Pereira who pitched for it. And it really paid off for, for that Japanese side, right? And, you know, in, in the two iterations of the Lanka Premier League that we've had, they've been the dominant side. 
and he's been uh, you know a key part of that right yeah fu- funny story i i spoke to him just before the world cup um and he was telling me how he he came into St. Benedict's College in 2015 as more of a batsman, which is weird, <laughs> I mean, to think about now. Uh, and then then turned to spin bowling, got into the under-19 side, but unfortunately, because of fitness, he started on the under-19 World Cup, Asia Cup, a couple of tours. So was very much put off by that. But according to him, in that last occasion where he was kind of, you know, uh, his name was cut off because he hadn't met the uh, fitness standards by a couple of points, according to him. Uh, he had made up his mind that he's going to play international cricket before any of those players in that lineup. And, you know, two years later, he's played all three formats for Sri Lanka. So, like, a pretty incredible story, I think. And he sort of played up has played a pivotal role in it first by getting him into Army SC. I think he was at Colts Cricket Club before that. Uh, so Tisra got him into uh, Army and then I think the whole, um, you know, focus on fitness uh, really helped him. He got to play with a lot of, you know, international players, Dinesh Shandimal, Tisra Pereira, Sikoke Prasanna all represent Army Sports Club, of course. And also got to train under Ajanta Mendes, who, like him, you know, was a very similar type of bowler during his heyday. So Pereira, I would say, had a massive influence. He then also got him into the Jaffna side when, according to Mahesh, he wasn't, he was as, I think he was picked as like a supplementary player in the first season. So he wasn't even in one of the main squads. Uh, He was just one of those, you know, fringe players that SLC kind of had their eyes on. And on on Pereira's kind of insistence, they managed to draft him in as an emerging player for Jaffna. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. He's he's gone on from strength to strength. And now, uh, you know, he's one of the first names you pick in that Sri Lanka lineup, whether it's ODI or uh, T20 cricket. So it's it's been an incredible, you know, two, three years. It hasn't even been that long since he made his debut for Sri Lanka. Yeah, well, we're we're recording this in... um... November 2022 and he only made his debut for Sri Lanka in September 2021 um it's as you say it's not been that long he feels like he's a mainstay of the side now he feels like he's a fixture in it if you're going off to Australia and you're definitely picking him and alongside another spinner uh, alongside Hasaranga then he's basically at this point undroppable <clears throat> and his stats back it up right because his economy rate is pretty is is really good in international cricket. We need to talk a bit about though Army Sports Club because he hasn't been involved in anything controversial and definitely nothing compared to what other Sri Lankan players have been involved in that are controversial. But it was actually quite a big statement when he got signed by um, the Super Kings because they very rarely have Sri Lankan players have had a, had a long period of not having any Sri Lankan players and. <clears throat> to top it all off, what was, I want to say, upsetting some of the Super Kings fans was that he is a member of the Sri Lankan army. He joined as a private and um, he recently got made a sergeant after his performance in the Asia Cup. Um, I think we need to clarify that he is very, very, very unlikely to ever see any active service and that actually a lot of sportsmen and women in Sri Lanka join the army or navy or air force in order to further their their sporting ambitions, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, 
particularly in the last couple of years, Army Sports Club um, have have been kind of recruiting a lot of players for their cricket sides, uh, the women's and the men's teams. In the past, only kind of, you know, uh, those really training to be in the Army would be allowed to play for Army Sports Club, but things have changed a little bit. They've managed to kind of get a few big names in and as a result have seen some success um, in the in the in the cricket scene. Uh, Tikshana, uh, we spoke about uh, this whole thing with CSK supporters. Of course, uh, so, so Tamil Nadu, a uh, lot of people had a problem with Tikshana being drafted. But one thing he said was Super King's owners were very kind of direct with him and told him not to worry, you know, that uh, things would work out. And they didn't, In the at the end of the day, once he started performing, I don't think anyone had any objections to him uh, being in that CSK squad. And now he's, he's also managed to pick up a deal with the kind of the partner team in, in, in the South African League as well. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't want to make any political statements about something I don't really have a good enough understanding of or don't have the, any lived experience of. But at 22, he was how old when it, you know, when the war ended? Um so, you know, and hopefully it's all part of a kind of a healing process somewhere down the line. I might regret those words. I don't know. Um, should we take a quick break? And when we come back, should we talk about uh, a little bit more about his career, what he's done so far and, and where it might end up? You're listening to Cricket's Conversation on 99.94. Whatever your team, we have the show for you on podcast, YouTube or on the 99.94 app. We have India, England, South Africa, West Indies, and now Sri Lanka covered. If you want to find us, the best way is to follow us on social media at 9994DM by downloading the 9994 app or Google 99.94 on podcast. We speak cricket. So Estelle, what I really love seeing when I watch Sri Lanka play cricket is the Hawkeye it's uh, not not the Hawkeye simulation, but uh, Dick Sharda doing his Hawkeye impression whenever he gets. Yeah, a I think it's Arrow, isn't it? I don't. Yeah, know he said Arrow, but I, I'm a big fan of Marvel, so I'm just going to say it's Hawkeye. I'm also <laughs> going to add. I'm also going to throw in because I was thinking of you know stuff you could do with it, content stuff. Whenever Hasaranga gets a wicket, he does that thing with his hands where he's like got two phones up. I have no idea. To me, that looks like Ant Man. Is he is he doing an Ant Man impression right. there? I don't know. No, wasn't like, it something to do with Neymar? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah, no, it is. Oh, yeah. sorry, I don't watch that Farmers League, so I wouldn't know what he's up to in France. <laughs> um, like, yeah, no, no, he did say. I don't know why they keep uh, what. Like, I, I, I think Hasaranga doing it for me is more iconic, right? Um, and obviously, uh, Tikshana's Tick, arrows. Oh, brilliant. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I've, I've noticed, particularly around this World Cup, they've put him up to speak a few times after the press conference, which I'm always surprised about because at 22, he's one of the younger members of the squad. You would have thought maybe older players uh, might be the ones who end up doing it. Traditionally, you know, you normally send out somebody who's, who's a bit more experienced with these things. I wonder if it's because his place in, in the side isn't up for question. But I also wonder if it's an indication of, of his maturity around the game 
um, and and the way he thinks about things, that that's why you know somebody at SLC thinks he's a good person to speak to. You said you've met him. What's he like to talk to? What 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 is uh, you know what what's he like in person? Yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. Like you mentioned, I think it's a mix of both things. Uh, he it does seem a lot more mature for you know the the usual twenty two year old you come across. Um, does also have a good head on his shoulders. I think you don't you feel like 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 we spoke about like he's he's been in international cricket for just over a year, but you don't often see captains having to you know walk up to him and you know tell him what to do or you don't see that very often. Which is it's almost like even in their heads, this guy has been there, he's done that, he's he's got the experience, he knows what he's doing, he's got control of what he's doing. It's kind of, I would say, unusual trait, and I think we we often forget how young Dictioner actually is. I mean, you know, the team as a whole is pretty young. There are a lot of youngsters in the side, but Dictioner is not the youngest. And again, you know, there's teams we you questioned his place in the side or whether they might <laughs> leave him out for the extra pace bowler. But hardly ever, I think, since making his debut, I don't think there's ever been a realistic situation where uh, Sri Lanka were considering kind of leaving him out. So I think overall, he, 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 he does seem like, you know, the type of guy who's got, who is level-headed, who, who's not going to say too much. Uh, I think SLC also like that where it's not not a player who might get emotional and say too many things at a press conference. But yeah, he's he's kind of struck that uh, balance that they'd like, I think. I like to think two things. Firstly, I, I like to think that maybe my comments were what's, you know, I, I don't know if he watches this. Um, if you're listening, I, Mahesha, I do follow you on Instagram. You don't follow me back, that's fine. But maybe you see my comments and maybe they 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 spurned you on to to uh being getting player of the tournament from uh, awarded by me. So you know I was happy. I, the other thing I will say is I do think possibly when they go to if they at some point they will tour England and I think there is some pictures over here where I think you'd be hard pressed to play two spinners mate you might do it in t20 so maybe you're just never ever going to get dropped um and and you know and that said actually if you look at this economy definitely after this world cup you're like you know we, we've got him down as the second choice spinner economically that's just not true is it um though um hasaranga is taking more wickets uh you could argue hasaranga tends to bowl slightly later and, and buys his wickets um and i felt this time, you know, this tournament, uh, Tikshana was the one they were throwing the ball to when they didn't really know what to do, maybe. Um, or, maybe, you know, they're both absolutely brilliant, Estelle, and I love them both equally. And you, I kind of feel <laughs> this is unfair. Like, you're making me pick between the two of them. Um, we all I, know I that when you say I love them both equally, you don't really mean that. No, but I do mean that. Look, I've told you that I feel this closeness to him because uh, we went to the same kind of family of schools. Um, I've spent a lot of time in, around Catena in, in Colombo. Um, I, you know, I too would have failed fitness tests if I had to do them when I was at any time in my life. Um, so there is a closeness between us, I think. You know, he doesn't know who I am, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, you know, well, 
you know, you talk about Hasaranga is Hasaranga, isn't it? That like personality wise, they couldn't be more different, really, from what from what you see. Uh, yeah, and right? I think that's that's what makes the pair of them so successful. I think we mentioned it in the previous episode as well. The fact that they are so different and they are playing such different roles, uh, it really works in their favor. Uh, we're talking about uh, Tipshana on Sri Lanka 99.94. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about what the future might hold for him. If you love the language of cricket and want more, then head over to the 99.94 app and you can hear all of our podcasts and cricket commentary. We're adding new shows all the time and covering cricket series from all over the world. Be the first to hear all of our announcements by following us on social media at 9994DM. Welcome to Cricket's Conversation. Um, Estelle, we kind of talked about his early career. We talked about him working in, in tandem uh, with Hasaranga. Uh, we've, like, he's, he's very young. He's 22. There's a lot of comparisons with his mentor, Janta Mendes, who kind of burst into the scene, um, took a lot of wickets very early, and then kind of tailed off a bit as he got a little bit found out. They've got very similar actions. Um, I, I was I was I was doing some research on on Tikshana yesterday, and I reckon he's got is it seven different balls, um, which is quite actually quite a lot when you consider he's only been playing international cricket for just over a year, I think he could end up playing international cricket for the next kind of 15 years if he, if he can avoid injury, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it all comes down to mindset as well. Like if you are going to depend on mystery, then I don't think you're going to have a very long career, but I don't think he does actually. His strength is basically, you know, his discipline in line and length. The way he's able to vary his pace, his length, his lines, etc. And and the, the kind of role he's been given with Sri Lanka cricket, that's his strength. It's not really... Sure, there are times when uh, players aren't reading what's coming out of his hand, but I don't think he's dependent on that per se. Um, if, you, if you look at his record, like, yeah, he's getting wickets off carom balls. Sure, he's getting you know, off spinners to turn, whatever. But his main strength is that, you know, wicket to wicket um, kind of line and length, just not giving the batter enough room to kind of maneuver him around. And I think that's where he's seen success. As you mentioned, uh, Ajantamend is like, he burned so bright early on and just fizzled out. Um, which in itself, that's a great career too, right? Yeah. He was yeah. great I, when I, he was... It's... So obviously, I you know the other cricket culture I'm most involved in is is in the UK, and in in that time, England have had some good spinners and some not some good spinners, and Sri Lanka have had two of the all time greatest spinners in Murali and Rangana Herath, and then John Mendes is kind of the third one after the off 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 the off the rank as it were, I think in the last kind of twenty years or so. And actually, a John Mendes's career is absolutely superb. The only kind of thing is, is it lives slightly in the shadow of these other two, like absolute gods of of, of spin bowling, right? Um, but if he, a John Mendes, had played for almost any other country in the world, 
maybe not India or Pakistan, he would have been, you know, he'd be in, in their all-time greats and he would have ended up playing a lot more cricket and probably getting a lot more wickets just from the sheer time on, on, on the pitch. He, he arguably just came, you know, emerged at slightly the wrong time, possibly. Yeah, and for Thikshan, I think maybe a better career to kind of emulate would be of Sunil Narayan. He's also kind of classified as a mystery spinner, but what it's been like, a decade or more now that he's he's been you know consistently troubling the batters. Still, we do see him when we do see him play franchise cricket. He's still able to kind of you know uh, kind of bamboozle batters. So, if there's anyone he wants to emulate, I think he would want to have an eye on someone like Narayan. But I, at the moment, I think he's doing well enough. It's all about you know kind of staying. Uh, just a little bit ahead of the game, not not getting caught up in all the mystery uh, per se, because that that's going to fade away with the analytics people have now. You've got footage, slow motion footage of which way the ball is turning and where the seam is and all that, right? So you're never going to survive long if you're going to depend on that kind of thing. Um, but right now, I think he's he's on the right path. I don't think he's also dependent on that kind of thing. He's He's... Focus more on like keeping things simple, uh, keeping the right lines and lengths, and that's what has brought him success so far. Um, and I think the other key part of that is is that he's got picked up by French, well, by uh, CSK so early in his career. And I think part of that was I think they've identified him and be like, this is someone we can mould. This is someone we can work with for a decade or more. Yeah, actually, I think even before CSK. The fact that he was picked in T10 cricket as a spinner, that that's also a massive, I think that's played a massive role in him kind of developing as a bowler. Because, I mean, if you think T20 is frantic, like T10 cricket is crazy, right? But yeah. he was able to hold his own there as well. So I think that's also played a role in him kind of maturing into the type of bowler he is now. And, and he got that T10 franchise uh, deal before he'd even played international cricket. Yeah. So clearly people in the know who know much more about cricket than I do, uh, not quite as much as Estelle though, um, and, and were able to identify him pretty early on and be like, we need to get this guy in and have a look and see what he can do. So I think the future is bright for him. And Estelle, as you've, you know, you, you've been at the forefront of breaking the news about his batting exploits as well. I'm looking forward to his big first knock, his first big knock even for Sri Lanka. Um, because as you said, as a schoolboy, you know, he was an all-rounder, right? So at some point... Actually, he he's an opening right. batter, so I'm not sure whether he even bowled at that point. He said he used to open the batting. I think he did bowl because there's a great website in Shrugger called the Papere that have highlights <laughs> of him taking wickets at school on, on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, you should go check those out. <laughs> Um, Estelle, I think that's pretty much everything we've got to say about Yeah, we, about we've got him. to give a shout out to... Uh, Dikshana's grandma, according to him, his biggest supporter and like his kind of life coach, the one who's kept him in the game. I think, um, you know, obviously as a, as a 17, 18 year old, not getting picked uh, to national squads because of your, you know, fitness level or your, your weight or your body couldn't have felt good. According to him, he was looking at even, you know, moving on from Sri Lanka, trying to move to Australia and get some, uh, you know, 
get into some cricket there but it was his grandma who who kind of convinced him to stay at least give it a shot for a couple more years you you're still young and you know thanks to her we now have a, you know top 10 in the ICC T20 rankings right yeah she's a hero of stroke cricket and uh, we should we should probably do a deep dive into <laughs> into her at some point and maybe we will oh, try to get some information not forthcoming <laughs> Oh dear, I oh do. Um, right, let's leave it there. Thank you for listening to Shrunker ninety nine point nine four, where we speak cricket every day. Please do rate, review, subscribe wherever you enjoy your podcast. You can download the ninety nine point nine four app, and you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark Machado, and Estelle is at Estelle underscore Vazu Day One, as in the number one. Uh, never miss out. Join our twenty four seven conversation on social media, and follow us at nine 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 four DM. Cricket every day, your way.